It's a sad day in Hoover as we approach the final football game of the season. But we're going to talk all the fuck about it, and it's going to be great. Hey, how you doing? My name's Matt, and welcome to My Brother's an Idiot. Yes, that podcast where today we're just talking about the Super Bowl. Let me kick you around the entire squad. Uh, if you're joining us live, you can see three of us, but there's actually five of us here. I have to start here. We are thrilled and ecstatic to welcome the emperor, the progenitor, the man who started it all. Milty, what is up? I just want to let you guys know that tonight I was sitting in a bar and I was recognized as Uncle Milty by two guys that were much older than me, but they were shop customers. And you know what? Other than that, I'm just sitting here progenitoring. Wait, was that today? Yes. Or did you go somewhere after you left? Yes, we did. The Where'd tavern, you go? DTL. Oh, okay. That's awesome. That's outstanding. That, that is outstanding. Nice. Well, we are just damn glad to have you with us, bud. I'm damn and glad I, to be had. There we go. All right. <laughs> now, playing the role of which he had three years ago, the dipshit. MJ, being the voice of God, we welcome her in. What's up? Not much. I'm just holding it down in slightly north-ish southern command. I'm down the road from Matt right now. Uh, yeah, you're just southeast of me by about a driver. Yeah. I, I can see his house from the house that I am in. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Yeah, we went over and visited her on Sunday. Said hi. Went for a little walk. All right. Well, it's good to have you with us. Uh, next, the owner and proprietor of Knox Nostalgic Collectibles. He is the commander-in-chief of Extreme Southern Command. He's actually wearing a Broncos hat today, so I'm actually thrilled to see him. Uh, Tank, what's going on, bud? <laughs> Not much, man. I got to be hopeful for next year. You know, got to start go. rocking the Broncos gear. Brilliant. I love it. And last but certainly not least, I introduce to you the Kaiser, the Gold Dagoon, the man we've named the podcast after. He goes by the one with the hair. Chat GPT calls him the dumb one. I summon him, my brother Mark. Goon! And I am here. Uh, today I am rocking a sample of trail water from Pike's Peak Brewing. Uh, have not tried this yet. Got it today, so I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, guys at Western dropped one off for me. So, um, And if it sucks, I've got like five other things over here, so we're good. But uh, give it a shot here in a second. I'll let you guys know how it is. How's everybody doing tonight? You guys good? Awesome. All right. I can't wait. I had Milty sitting with me today and uh, he was having some really, he, he had a really good take. And uh, I thought that instead of just texting the group about it, I thought that he should talk about it on the air. So, uh, you know, the doors are always open for Milty to come into the barn and he is here with us. And I'm very excited about it, dude. Uh, let's talk about the Super Bowl, Matt. Yes, let's. But first, I want to hear this amazing take of Milty's. I don't know about amazing. <laughs> I was sitting in Mark's bar, and I just happened to mention something about Randy Gratishar, and he thought, 
Whoa, that'd be pretty cool to talk about. So, and I'm just jumping in here. So I, I think Randy Gratishar has been totally ignored for like 3,000 years from the Hall of Fame because he was part of the Orange Crush defense that was one of the greatest defenses of all time in the NFL. And he was like a freaking tackling machine. He had over 2,000 tackles. We're talking 10-year career, right? Which is very short for an inside linebacker. He was a middle linebacker, transformed to an inside when they went to a 3-4 defense. He had over 2,000 tackles. And it, it was just an absolute shame that they ignored him all of these years, which is a typical East Coast bias about the Broncos and you know all the bad years the Broncos had. I, I just can't believe that it took all this time to allow him and to get into the Hall of Fame. And this should happen, by the way, sometime tomorrow as a senior member of the NFL. Randy Gratishar was incredible. He wore number 52 the first couple of years and then switched to number 53 because that's what he wore at Ohio State. In that defense, which was one of the greatest defenses in the NFL history, and the offense was not very good, so the defense was on the field a lot, he lasted 10 years and elected to retire at the peak of his career. And anybody who wants to debate it, I'm here. Come get him. I, I don't know that there's anyone currently on the panel who's going to argue with you. Uh, it's been certainly a pain point for many Bronco fans, especially older Bronco fans who've had a chance to had a chance to watch Randy Gratishar play and watch the whole drama unfold. We learned in late September that he was voted in as part of the senior committee because he was no longer eligible to be voted in by the Hall of Fame voters you age out after a period of time, which is unfortunate. Randy Gratishar should have been the first one in. It was certainly very apropos that Elway was in first, but neither here nor there. We're <laughs> thrilled and excited to see that Randy Gratishar very well should be named to the Hall of Fame tomorrow, certainly by the end of the honors show. Uh, Mark, yeah. do you have anything to add? I want to throw one more thing in here, by the way. I thought the first Bronco at Shrine should have been Floyd Little. But that eventually happened, and I'm just so glad to see Randy. I mean, I watched these guys play for so many years, and it's just so happy from my standpoint to see this happen. I got to tell you, Milty, I'm going to jump in really quick because you said something about being happy to see it happen. We are all ecstatic to hear your old man stats. <laughs> We've missed that. We've oh missed that God. a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> MJ, do you have anything to chime in with here? No, sorry. I was looking at pictures of Pongo the platypus. The what? But okay. whatever, whatever Milty said, he's right. Milty always right. That's usually how it works. <clears throat> I remember that usually how it works from Las Vegas, Michaela. That was fun. What you remember? What that broadcast from uh, Las Vegas? You and I did with the team. Oh yes. 
I remember the one from New Orleans when <laughs> Nana was screaming while laying in bed behind us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shit happens, right? <laughs> and I'm enjoying I'm enjoying a martini. Actually, you <laughs> know what? You are. Along with my trail water, so am I. So <laughs> <laughs> Claire, cheers, Melty. Yeah, clinkies for yeah. sure. Tank, yeah. do you have anything to add? Not really. He was a very dominant player that he didn't really get credit for. And part of that is the 10 years. But yeah, to average like 200 tackles a year is pretty damn absurd for and, and, and you go anybody. Back, sorry not to interrupt you, Tank, but you go back in those years when it was only a 14-game uh, season. Yeah. That's even more impressive. Yeah, they didn't get to 16 until, what, 1981, right? Something like that. Yep. So yeah, that's really impressive. And yes, snow. And, I, and I think at some, I think at some point in time, it's going to lead into some more Bronco players, like Richard Jackson, and some of the other players that get in. Louis Wright, you know, some of the other players that were perennial great players, eventually to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame that Denver has been ignored for so long. And and I, my contention is still stands. If it wasn't for Floyd Little, there probably wouldn't be any Denver Broncos. Yeah, you're not, wrong, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all no. about that. I, I don't know if you can necessarily save a franchise that's only a few years old, but he's the cause of it sticking around for as long as it did through the dark years that were the '60s in Denver football. Yeah. It wasn't very good, but he was awesome for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right, well, we will be looking for that announcement tomorrow. Hopefully, they'll get a good video of, I don't remember his name, Jim, Dan, Dave, whatever, the guy, the big old dude from the Hall of Fame showing up and knocking on his door and yep. and giving him the, the, good, the good news because those are always fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Fingers, toes crossed. It's going to happen tomorrow. Good luck, Randy Gratishar, one of the all-time greats for sure. Let's move on. We're going to talk about the most annoying fan bases in sports. It's, this can be of a team. This can be of a city. This can be whatever you want. I'm just going to throw it out there and let you guys kick it around. Uh, Mark, we'll go ahead and start with you. Who's your most annoying fan base? Damn, you're going to start with me? I have so yep. many options here. Um, there are a lot of things that annoy me in this world. I am not a big fan of shit. There are so many. Um, there are so many. There are so fucking many. Let's start with the St. Louis Cardinals fans. Anybody who's a fan of a team in St. Louis, you, you guys have lost two NFL franchises, and there's a reason for that. Uh, you can't keep any other major sports in your town because you're all fair weather fucking fans. Um, when your teams are good, it's the only sport that matters, and you guys are all related to the third left bench coach um, on the roster, and you all know everybody. But if your team is out of things, then you don't care about the sport at all, and you think it's stupid, and you shit on it. And it happens every fucking year. The years that the St. Louis Blues were good, you know, everybody knew everything in St. Louis. It was like that. They were a hockey town. Nobody cares about the St. Louis Blues anymore. And so that town doesn't care about hockey. Look at the St. Louis Cardinals fans. They had one down year and their attendance streak is already broken. Like, what kind of fucking fan base is that where you have one down year where you don't make the playoffs 
and your just attendance just sinks. The fuck is that? You guys don't deserve to have professional sports in your town. I have, there's a lot of other options here, but that's the one I'm going to stick with. That just that one goes in my mind. Nice, MJ. Who you got? Fucking Mark took mine, but <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I uh, as a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Toronto Maple Leafs fans are <laughs> fucking <laughs> You're not wrong. I was hoping you would go there. <laughs> You're not wrong about that. <laughs> we do be we do be annoying as all hell, not gonna lie. But it is what it is. <laughs> Tank who you got? Well, I'm, I'm going to go with a conglomeration of fans, and I'm going to go with the yeah, city. I bet you're taking mine. Go I ahead. think you know where I'm going, potentially. I'm going to go with the uh, the Boston Masshole crowd. Oh, no, I'm not going there. Good. Oh, really? <laughs> How come, they are the best it, at absolutely everything <laughs> until they get fucking dunked on, and then they have nothing to say at all. You're good while you're good. It's kind of like you said with the St. Louis, except for I will say this: they stick to their fan, they stick to their teams a little bit better. We we are diehard with their, whether or not we're trash or not. We are diehard yeah, fans. They are diehard fans, but God, are they loudmouth shitheads when they're winning? Mm-hmm. And then they are the quiet as a church mouse when they're not. One thousand percent. That's why you don't hear me about you know after fucking April, you won't hear me about the Red Sox most of the year. Yeah, I wouldn't count on hearing about them too much this year either. <laughs> After every time the Red Sox, every time the Red Sox win, you have to post that fucking gif of the hashtag gold bottles, (laughs) fucking drinking the champagne. (laughs) I don't think we're going to be Spiders Cup bad this year, but it's not going to be good. (laughs) All right, I am also going to pick a conglomeration. I'm actually going to single out an entire fucking city. Uh, This. Group of fans is so bad they had to put a court with a magistrate judge in the oh, basement yeah, of the football stadium. The city yeah. has to buy stock in Crisco to grease up the light poles so people won't climb them when they actually do win something. This is the city who cheered when Michael Irvin broke his neck. This is the city that booed Santa Claus, and worst of all. Their favorite sports movie is about a guy who lost a fight. Yes, I am talking about Philadelphia fans. They are the biggest collection of jabronis on the planet that just can't stand anybody who mouths off about Philly. I am going to give an honorable mention to Dallas Cowboy fans because they damn boys, but they're just fun to laugh at and poke because it's just so pathetic. Well, their story is tragic at this point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Philadelphia. I mean, if you got to have a court in the basement of the stadium to handle idiots at the football game, you've got a problem. You, you missed a point there, because not only did they boo Santa Claus, but they also threw batteries at him. I was going to say, they threw yeah. batteries at Santa Claus. Yeah. They yeah. assaulted Santa Claus. I, yeah, But I, I, I think we're all waiting for the moment of truth here, and that is what the progenitor thinks is the most annoying fan base. Yep. Well, okay, I'm still here, so I'm I'm thinking actually the flip side. <laughs> the flip side. Anybody that roots 
for a team in California. There is there's there's no fans in California. They dip the you got the Chargers, you got the Rams, you got the the A's. What the hell is the matter with you people? You know? So I'm I'm taking the flip side of what you guys are talking about. <laughs> there, there are no fans in California. That's the second of the biggest population in the United States, and they don't root for shit. <laughs> Uh, that's probably my favorite take so far today is what the hell is wrong with those people? <laughs> wrong you with know, people. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. It's <laughs> very good. That's so awesome. <laughs> that's so good. Well, I mean, they, they tried to kind of keep the A's. They couldn't do anything with that stupid stadium, so they chased the Raiders out of town. They could not support the Chargers, so they had to go north to play in a fucking soccer stadium for two goddamn years. Well, it's He's a Chargers got a very Rams. They're worthless. They're <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, they, they cheer on the Lakers. That's about it, though. You, oh, you that's an eighteen thousand seat stadium. Oh, the, 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 so, yeah, they're the worst. Speaking of, teams they only show trying, up halfway through the second quarter. Speaking sure. of teams that are trying to vacate California, did you hear the press conference with the mayor of Vegas saying, "Uh, you might want to rethink going back to the Bay"? Did you guys yeah, catch any of that? Yeah, so I saw a blurb over that. I didn't see the whole point. thing. Instead of blowing up the Tropicana, they're going to build it up. Yeah, they're. Well, they're also being sued by the teachers' union in Las Vegas because apparently the use of public funds is taking away from paying teachers. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that might be part of the issue. That corruption in a gambling town? You'll not say. <laughs> I'll change my brain a thing or two. The scandal. Well, I thought that was funny. I read that too about the <laughs> the mayor. Well, that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign at all. I'm not sure if they've thought this through at all. No, no, you guys, wait. This has been going on for years now. How are you going to say if you haven't thought this through at all? All right, anybody else got anything to share here, or are we going to get right into football? I guess so. let's No? Talk. Yep, I guess, I guess we're doing football. football. I, guess I guess we're doing, we're doing football. football. <laughs> yes, we're doing football. That's why we're all freaking here. Let's freaking go. <laughs> All right, so we're going to dive into the big predict at the beginning of the year. The goons got together and predicted who would come in first and last in each division and then the Super Bowl. Uh, we will start in the NFC East. Every single one of us picked the Eagles, boo, for us. Uh, Tank picked the Cowboys to finish last. They actually won the division. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Mark picked the Giants to finish last. They were close. I picked the Commanders, and I got that one right. Moving on to the NFC South, we whiffed on this one big time, fellas. Uh, we all yeah. picked the Saints. Every one of us picked the Saints to win, and every one of us picked the Bucks to come in last. And we were all buying your Baker Mayfield as trash garbage. Yeah, we were garbage. bought your garbage. That's how that happened. Right. He's about to get $100 million that says he's not exactly trash. Yeah. Well, he's apparently he's still trash. Apparently car is more trash. Apparently. <laughs> well, no, uh, that would be Desmond Ritter and uh, Bryce Young. Okay. Doesn't trash rhyme with cash? 
Yeah. Uh, moving yeah. on to the NFC North, uh, all true. three of us picked the Lions, but Mark also picked the Bears. I don't remember what that was. Uh, I'm still. It says Lions slash Bears, so I'm not sure where you're going with that. I didn't write anything down. I don't remember. Whatever. In the at the bottom of the division, Tank picked the Packers. Mark picked the Vikes. I picked the Packers. It was actually the Bears that finished last. Uh, I'll give you that they tied with the Vikings. So Mark, you can have that one too. Mm. There you go. I wish I knew what my Bears take was. I don't, I yeah, I don't remember what it was either. Uh, NFC West. Tank and I both picked the Niners. Mark went with the Seahawks. And we all picked the Cardinals to finish dead last, and we nailed that one. How, how is that yeah. the most not yeah. most predictable <laughs> shit in the world? <laughs> right. They didn't have a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, no, no Kyler for nine weeks. Of course yeah. that's going to happen. Uh, in the AFC East, uh, another whiff on the winning side. A tank picked Miami. Mark and I both picked the Jets. Oh, <laughs> that, shit. That, that no, dream. You had and I almost had it. Mind, right? I almost yeah. had it. Yeah. <laughs> that, no, we weren't thinking dream. about three plays. <laughs> right. Yeah, that dream ended four plays into the season. Uh, we all also picked the Patriots to finish last, and we nailed that one. Great. Once again, job. no quarterback. The amount no of people that are using the meme mm. of Aaron Rodgers running out with the flag as like one hit wonders. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's good, man. <laughs> so good. Um, the AFC South, we whiffed on all accounts. Uh, we picked Jacksonville to win. That didn't happen. We picked Houston to come in last. Joke's on us. They won the division. So we well, completely let's go ahead and be murdered. Honest. Who thought Stroud was going to turn the fucking No, that's true, right? Yeah, we were, we were buying into the OSU quarterback thing and, and the new new coach thing. And yeah, so we yeah. totally missed on that one. Well, and we also uh, just, AFC, we, we also don't – we have to remember that Trevor got hurt and that kind of ended their season where yeah, they couldn't keep him upright. That second half collapsed sure. pretty rough. Sure. They only finished a game they back. They started well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of whiffs, um, we also whiffed completely on the AFC North. Every one of us picked Cincinnati. <laughs> Once again. Who Oops. actually finished last. So yeah. all of us picked Cleveland. Um, Cleveland came in second and 11 and six. So we, we totally oh, yeah. screwed that one up. Um, then on to the AFC West. We all got the Chiefs correct. Uh, that one was kind of easy button. We all picked the Raiders to finish last. Uh, no, it was the Chargers who managed to do that. Well, they didn't have a coach. Or a quarterback <laughs> right. for half the season. Yeah. So if you pick, get pick all the things that we got correct, Mark and Tank picked five correct between winners and losers. I had six. Oh wow! There you go. Yeah. Right. And the one uh, Mark's Hawks picks sunk him. Um, one, two, three. Yeah, whatever. Mark's that Hawks was, picks on him. That was that. that was really fucking stupid. Right. That was really fucking uh, stupid. And the the one that got me over was the Commanders finishing last. <laughs> so, oh, oh, yeah, oh finishing the Washington Commanders. <laughs> Washington. Right. Uh, we all picked them the Super Bowl contestants. Uh, both Tank and Mark picked Casey versus the Eagles. I had Niners versus the Jets. So we're halfway there. We talked about that last week. Whoa. Uh, we're halfway there. Uh, halfway there. Um, 
Uh, hot takes. Tank says Dimes was going to run for 800 yards. That didn't happen. Uh, he okay. also said there would yeah, be three. It doesn't matter. It's still a take. You also said there would be three thousand yard rushers at quarterback, and we didn't have one. So, good job. But there, okay, I was there. No, one thousand. I missed. I missed. There was quite a few touchdowns and rushing rushing yards for several quarterbacks. There was a good, lot. awesome. You said three one thousand yard rushers. I have I it written close. down. You got that wrong. It only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and global thermonuclear war. I'd say Mark's <laughs> predicting rushing quarterbacks at a thousand yards close is pretty good. <laughs> no, that was your hot take. Uh, Mark's hot take: Justin Fields would be a top twenty in QBR <laughs> with a one-to-one touchdown to interception ratio. Yeah, that was a miss. <laughs> that was a miss. Now, however, uh, he didn't start very well in the last half of the season. His fourth quarter of the season was excellent, so he's trending up, and the Bears are correct. a mess. So I'm going to stopped- give you a half. I'm going to give you a half a point here because you made. I'm going to give you one because you uh, actually said top twenty and a one to one. He actually finished with sixteen and nine. So you got the one to one touchdown interception. <laughs> Uh, my hot take was Brian Hoyer was going to start a game. Uh, that didn't happen because we got Fat close. Aiden O'Connell. I know. We thought <laughs> yeah, we were going to get him. He got man. in. No, Hoyer <laughs> started a they, game. No, he didn't. No, no he, yeah, he played in a I, game. Started. No, he started he just, a game because remember I started him in fantasy. Oh, that is true. He got yeah. me points oh, because so I, I started him right on the book. I thought I could have sworn he didn't start. No, he started one game. Oh, look. See, and then got, got benched right. in like the All second right, quarter. Right, there, you go. <laughs> there you go. So those are the hot takes. <laughs> we'll uh, wrap up after the Super Bowl with the – see if anybody got the winners or losers right. I mean, it could go either way. All right, let's move on to the actual game itself and the reason why – We are all gathered here today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time to break down the Super Bowl. We're going to start with the San Francisco offense, and I'll start with Milty. Milty, what do you see coming out of San Francisco on the offensive side? So what I'm thinking is that when Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons, he screwed everything up against the Patriots, right, against the Super Bowl. Then he moved on, didn't quite do very well his next attempt with the 49ers. I think he's going to take it this time. I think he's got it figured out. He's got his offense on track. Milty, 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 just the offense. I don't want want your pick yet. I just want the off – just break down the offense. Unless you got to go, in which case – Yeah, unless you got to go. (laughs) <laughs> you can give us everything, but <laughs> okay. Look out, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful, Mark. <laughs> Look out, Christian McCaffrey. I can't beat that. Um, right. <laughs> that that offense runs through him and Trent Williams. Uh, we already talked about how Debo Samuel's changes the game. Um, George Kittle is electric. Um, they have a they have a ton of weapons. Brock, Brock Purdy is their Achilles heel. Will he play well or will he have another setback like he did after the last time he got rest? Uh, we shall see. Tank? 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same thing everyone else is saying. Though This offense is kind of predicated on its weapons getting on the field and getting the ball in their hands. So if Christian has a good day, if Debo has a good day, then the team's going to have a good day. MJ. Brock Purdy is – I'm stealing this joke. Brock Purdy is like Lee Harvey Oswald. He cannot have done it alone it's because they look the same. They oh, do. God. Have you guys seen that? No. I posted that yesterday. <laughs> Did you edit <laughs> that exact joke? Actually, <laughs> yesterday was kind of a whirlwind. I don't remember. Trust me, I remember. Uh, I remember how much of a whirlwind it was. One of the things I really like about what San Francisco's done this year is the evolution of Kyle Shanahan as an offensive uh, schematic designer. And you know, two years ago, they were running play action on 28% of their passes. Uh, that this year dropped to 12%. Well, when you look at a West Coast offense, the West Coast offense traditionally is a play action offense, but they've gotten away with that. Well, how are they doing it? They're dictating and giving the defense looks through motion and formation that do the same thing as a play action just through their personnel, where they put the personnel and putting them in motion pre-snap. Kyle reminds me a lot of his dad. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> Kyle reminds me a lot of his dad uh, when I hear him speak, but he, I think he's taking his dad's offense and taking it to another level. Uh, we'll see how that looks. All right, moving on to the Kansas City defense. Mark. Before we, before we move on, I need to say that you said one word that's a really silly word a couple of times in that, and you used the word dictate. That is just a very silly word. Carry on. Bruh. Mark. Kansas City defense. This is this is where the game goes through. Um, Kansas City's getting a couple of people back um, offensively that may help them, but their defense has been the rock all year. You've seen them get better and better and better. Um, I think they're going to have a day again. You can have you know all the weapons you want, but if Brock Purdy is under duress, how is he going to get them the ball? Um, I don't know if I trust. San Francisco's offensive line as much as I trust the front seven for Kansas City and their ability to get to the ball. Um, I think the offensive, I think that this game is going to be a lot lower scoring than um, a lot of people are thinking it would be, considering that it's, you know, the best quarterback in football today versus, you know, all those stars. We're talking about Patty Mahomes' best defense he's had. It may be the best defense Andy Reid has had um, and that includes some doozies that had some Hall of Famers on it. The year that the Broncos drafted Paxton Lynch, the Chiefs were talking about, and actually in conversation, uh, move up in the draft to take Paxton Lynch. They didn't. Uh, so they didn't trade up to get Paxton Lynch. They stayed where they are. They now have Chris Jones, who is probably a Hall of Fame Um lineman for them and then the next year they went and drafted Patrick Mahomes the, the, this defense is the best that they've that Andy Reid's probably ever had and I think that that's that's this is where the game is won and lost Tank what do you got yeah this Kansas City defense is actually scary for the first time I think since uh oh god that's been it's a been long a time it's been yeah, a Eric Thomas since then and yeah, their secondary gets a lot of credit, and they should because they have great corners. Honestly, 
they have a good safeties and you know as much time as Justin Reed gets beat every once in a while he is kind of a ball hawk and he will get you he is that kind of x factor kind of safety he will get you a play that you know can change the game if he needs to but for me the biggest thing is the linebacking core for the Chiefs they are stacked with athletes that know how to get to the ball between uh, Willie Gay, Nick, uh, what's his name? Not Benito. Um, Hold on. Bolton. Thank you, Nick Bolton. Bolton. Yeah. And um, Drew Tranquil, even though he's kind of a dirty hitting prick. Um, they have linebackers that can fly across the field, which is abnormal for that team, to be honest. And I think that's going to be the scary part is can, if you can get open, can you beat them still? And there's not going to be a lot of people that can say yes to that. Milty. <laughs> I was just watching something on TV that maybe is kind of R-rated. Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm thinking that... Debo you guys wonder where I get it from. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, the two boys here are screwed. So, I'm thinking that Debo Samuel and uh, Christian McCaffrey are going to just overpower the KC defense. They, you know, Shanahan just kind of, he's going to change everything up for the Super Bowl. It's not going to be the same. 49ers. MJ. Hell yeah, what he said. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was coming. Right. Uh, over the course of the year, the Kansas City defense is ranked fourth in passing and second in points per game. That goes to Mark's point about them having just a dominant defense. Uh, second in points per game at 17.3 points over the 2023 season is just insane. And it's not something we've normally seen from Kansas City at any point over the, the past few years. The big matchup I'm looking at here is how does the San Francisco offensive line handle Chris Jones? If they can do that and run their wide zone scheme, because I think Kansas City can be got, uh, they do struggle with a with a zone scheme running attack. If they can do that and kind of control the clock a little bit, then Kansas Kansas City's defense is going to have a little bit of a rough day. But if they have to take it to the air, this is a this is going to be a win for Kansas City on the defensive side. All right, let's move on to. Where did the freaking agenda go? There it is. Uh, let's move on to the San Francisco defense. MJ, we'll start with you. Well, what would you do that for? Because it's fun. Um, Making sure you're paying attention. <laughs> Nick, Nick Bosa, good. I know that much. Yeah, when he's not showing up to clan rallies. I didn't. I wasn't sure if anyone else was going to make the joke, so oh, I wasn't wow. sure I, if I, I was I going have, to. I have it in my notes. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tank. Uh, she's not wrong. Nick Bosa is a fairly dominant force on the football field. I think the combination of uh, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw is going to be a problem for Kansas City's offense. Because the way that they've been playing this year, I, you know, Kelsey's off a step. Um, and their receiving core 
has improved over the last few weeks, but I don't know if that consistency is going to carry over against a team that actually can hit them pretty well in the secondary and can slow them down a little bit better. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think Kansas City is going to have kind of a tough time getting past the front seven for uh, San Francisco, to be honest. Mark? Yeah, Fred Warner, uh, Dre Greenlaw. I mean, this this team is just loaded with talent. You know, Randy Gregory is still there. Um, Chase Young is still there. Javon Hargrave is a name on that team. Those guys are all really good. Um, one thing that uh, – I, I can say about this team is they have underperformed in the playoffs and looked a little bit of a mess. Um, the coordination hasn't looked good. There have been several communication errors. Uh, so the star power isn't necessarily all of what uh, is lined up. I do agree that they match up really well against Kansas City because Kansas City literally has nobody at the skill positions. But this team can be got on the defensive end. Um, so I think, it, you know – in that perspective, you know, they're they're a big play defense, but they do give up a lot of chunk yardage, and they do have the tendency to give up points too, especially lately. Look what the Lions were able to do, you know. Milty. Well, so I think the defense is just good enough to hold off the offense for 10 or 15 points. And 49ers are just going to. Did he just go to sleep? No, I'm here. You're both. Okay. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> the San Francisco defense is uh, third in rushing at 89.7 yards per game. And. Uh, as good as Kansas City's defense was against uh, uh, scoring, uh, San Francisco's right there. They were third, 17 and a half. So there's a point two point differential. So you can see how those two teams are pretty similar in that respect. Um, it's been brought up. I'm going to say it. Your oddball stat of the week in this game, uh, Nick Bosa is almost two times more likely to sack a black quarterback than he is a white quarterback for some strange reason. Because he That's, hates black people. Sure. Okay. Well, he doesn't really <laughs> play against them, like, <laughs> divisionally speaking. <laughs> I guess Kyler. Yeah, he's, yeah I was going to say he's got two in his division. Got Kyler, Kyler and, and Gino. Mind, yeah. So, yeah, there Gino's go. there. Yeah. And Gino now. Yeah. Right. Actually, that, uh, you know, statistically, that makes sense, actually. But <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those oddball stats, right? Um, Travis Kelsey's number two in yards in the postseason. Um, Rasheed Rice is fourth. Can they get to Patrick Mahomes? I think is going to be the key for them. Can you put him on the ground? If they can put him on the ground, or at least get in his face and and force him to throw the ball away, as opposed to throw the ball to somebody on his team, which he does a lot off schedule and off platform. Uh, another interesting stat, Patrick Mahomes this year has been sacked on 6% of his pressured dropbacks, which is an absolutely insane That's ridiculous. Number, right? <laughs> he doesn't get sacked. He doesn't so get sacked. Nuts. It's so dumb. Like, so if, you said, if you said, I'm going to give you a quarterback, and he's only going to take sacks on 6% of his dropbacks, you take that all day and twice on Sunday. 
For 2023, it's 6% of his pressured dropbacks. That's just absolutely That's fucking wild. Insanity. He does uh, seem to have a weird, unique ability to avoid getting sacked somehow. Yeah. It, it's, it's weird. It is, he does the spinneroo, man. Yeah. And that spinneroo yeah, is deadly. Yeah, the spinneroo is deadly. Uh, uh, the little fucking curly cue question mark move he fucking yeah. does. Yeah. This fucking thing where he just like... Uh, move around like a question mark, and now yeah. I'm going to throw it down the field for 20 yards to fucking yeah. Travis Kelsey. Throw, throw it on a dime to a receiver with his left hand. We've seen that one live, right? Like it's, it's some of the shit that he pulls off is just absolutely otherworldly. Uh, but uh, San Francisco's defense is very good. Can they come and play uh, the type of game they should play with the talent that they have? I it, remains to be seen uh we just talked about patrick mahomes uh tank i'm going to start with you the kansas city offense i mean it, i mean you hit the nail on the head though the start of this offense is the guy that runs it and that's patty so if you can't pressure him he's gonna make you pay and if you can pressure him he still might make you pay and as inconsistent as receivers have been which they had the most drops this entire season somehow he still finds a way to make plays happen when they're needed and that's the scariest part about him is like they talk about the clutch gene and this guy seems to take that to the next level when he needs to and that's scary and you know I think people get stunned by Isaiah Pacheco's running style and they just have to sit and stare at him for a second before they decide to try and tackle him because he runs like a fucking lunatic legitimately. And I think that terrifies people. <laughs> and then, like you said, Travis Kelsey, rough year this year, which is sad when you say he still almost had a thousand yards and almost a hundred receptions. And it was a bad year for him. That guy gets open when it's needed. And he gets open and gets to balls that he shouldn't be able to somehow. And you're probably still going to see that happen in this game. So you put those things together, it, it does make it scary in the postseason. Mark? Uh, lost in me is not the fact that Andy Reid is a fucking surgical genius when he has time off to think. Uh, he is, after a bye week, he's just an assassin, and that's just career long. Um, so I, I think that he's going to scheme some stuff up. You know, we're talking about how great against the run they are. Uh, them, them being San Francisco, but Andy Reid will attack you at your strength just to see it. And he likes a well-balanced team. He knows, <coughs> excuse me, that Patty doesn't have the best weapons around him, uh, but he's got enough with his running game, you know, with McKinnon and CEH uh, and Isaiah Pacheco. Those guys are going to get their yards. I think they're going to combine for about 135 to 160 yards on the ground, somewhere in there. Um, it's a big number against that team, but I think that they're going to do it uh, because, and that's just Andy Reid likes the balance this year. He, he knows he can't rely on just letting Patty Mahomes run around and jump and run, and he will, but he will give him a foundation of that strong, you know, run-pass option uh, offense that they're, they're, that's what they do. So I don't think you can stop Mahomes, and they tend to control the game. Um, so if the chiefs get the ball first, look for them to take like an eight or nine minute drive down the field, just take the air out of the stadium. 
with the chief with the San Francisco fans and you know drive down. It's it's all about that opening drive if they get the kickoff. Um, but that's what they want to do. They just want to you know control the clock and get all that stuff done and keep Debo and Christian and Brandon Ayuk and company on the sideline as long as possible. Milty. <laughs> so I don't I don't see the uh, the Chiefs offense doing everything that they really set off to do. I think that the 49er defense is going to be something formidable that they hadn't seen in the past. In the past being this year. I think they're going to be up against something that they are not familiar with and they will have to adjust at halftime and maybe they do but there you go. I, I just don't see it happening. There you go. MJ. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, all right. I, I put it in here, but do we really want to break down the special teams? I don't know no. if that's necessary. I didn't think so. No. Okay. Chiefs special teams is better. That's all you need to know. They're better much, yeah. place kicker, right? Better kicker. Their, their kicker has a better nickname than anybody else on the field, really. Yeah. <laughs> Given to them by the head coach. Right. Okay, here we go. Breaking down the game with a prediction. Uh, Milty, let's start with you. We kind of already know which way you're leaning here. Make your prediction. Break it down. So are we talking about by the, the, the ending result or the point? Yes. When, I, I want to know who wins and why. Okay, the 49ers are going to win. He just sat up. <laughs> <laughs> he just focused. Don't fuck me up. <laughs> 49ers are going to win because they just have enough to outlast the Chiefs. How about that shit? <laughs> wow. That's the thing. That. MJ, what do you got? Because what he said. <laughs> uh, well, he's not wrong. I was going to say 49ers, too. And I don't really have anything to break down. So, yeah, what he said. <laughs> Mark? All right. So, um, I'm going to roll on the premise that Kansas City wins, or uh, I'm sorry, that Kansas City wins the coin toss and defers. So it goes against what I said earlier. Um, I think that the Kansas City defense uh, gives up a big touchdown to begin with, goes down early, and somehow manages to climb back in the fourth quarter by staying with their game plan of running the ball and making sure that they are doing that. They're never going to be out of this. I think that they win. I think it's less than a three-point game. I think that the number is somewhere around uh, Chiefs 27, uh, 49ers 26, somewhere in there. It might be a little bit lower. 24, 23 could be the number, but I don't think it's more than a point or two. But Kansas City comes out on top. What is the over-under? I think it's like 43 and a half. Something like that. Um, I, I'll yeah. look at the update. I've got 47 and a half from last week, but I'll look up a new number. Okay. Tank, what do you got? Oh, I actually kind of 
feel the same way that uh, Mark does. I think this game is going to be very tight all the way through. You're going to have the 49ers probably take the lead early, which is somehow always a problem for anyone playing against the Chiefs. And then you're going to have some late-game heroics, some weird-ass catch by Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown, and Jake Moody misses the game-winning field goal. And you have a 22-20 victory for the Chiefs. Uh, 49ers are currently favored by two, and the over and a half uh, over hasn't budged at 47 and a half. So neither no, neither of those numbers have moved in the last week. 24 to 23, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, going into Super Bowl 33, Shannon Sharp called his brother Sterling and said, I'm going to be the MVP of the Super Bowl because he knew that the game plan that Mike had written up featured him in such a way that he was going to be outstanding. The problem was is that he got hurt on the first drive, scoring his only touchdown on his second catch and could not return to the game. Kyle Shanahan is cut from the same cloth. And I'm going to tell you that the 49ers are the most talented team at almost every position save two that the Chiefs have faced in the playoffs. Those two are quarterback and kicker. Uh, Justin Tucker. I was like, who they beat last week. Yeah, wow. yeah, Justin Tucker. Uh, and then it, Lamar. And Lamar played a, a, an absolutely terrible game. The key to this, I think, it, it, it Shanahan's going to come up with something. And I really think we haven't seen a whole lot out of Kyle Juszczyk in the playoffs. And I look for Kyle Juszczyk to have a big part of this game plan, not necessarily in handling the ball, though he is a, a threat to catch, um, not as much of a threat to run, but he is that Howard Griffith-style fullback in the West Coast offense that you have to have. But I think we're going to see him featured a bit. I'm not saying that he's in that same Shannon Sharp MVP kind of mode, but that's the kind of guy that the Shanahan's get to to start dominating a game. I mentioned uh, – Chris Jones on the Kansas City defensive side. I think the way that uh, the San Francisco defense attacks the Kansas City offensive line, especially since they're going to be missing Joe Thune, that's a bad deal. He is definitely a long shot to play, according to uh, Andy Reid in the last press conference that I saw. That's yeah, they basically ruled him out. They basically basically ruled him out. Christian McCaffrey's number two in rushing in the playoffs. They run the wide zone. Kansas City has a hard time with the wide zone. The best off, the best defense is a good offense. If you keep Mahomes on the sidelines and control the clock, I think they can do that. I believe that San Francisco is going to win this football game. I think it's going to be even closer than what everybody else says, and I'll talk about my prop in a minute. But this is going to be a three. How can you be game. closer than a one point game? Because I predicted a one point game. I predicted two. So that's <laughs> because I. Th- well, I'll, I'll okay. Go on. Go on. I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is going to be, and it, it's going to sound weird, but this is going to be a three-point game, but it's going to be closer than that. Okay. Because I found a really fun prop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that I really like. <laughs> Are we holding on to that? I'm going to hold on to it because okay. we're going to talk cool. about our favorite props here in a minute. So okay. there this we go. Crazy ones this week. Yeah. So it is three to two. Mark Tank. Uh, 
Yeah, Mark and Tank have picked Kansas City. MJ, Milty, and Matt have all predicted um, San Francisco. We shall see what happens on Super Bowl Sunday. Let's move on to some degeneracy. And lest, our favorite lust remind so, you, hold on one so, second, that I, right I, now in the playoff I, picks, Milty, shut the fuck up. I'm I talking. Let you know that I'm checking out. Okay, sorry. Okay, Didn't see you, buddy. On you, exit. We love you. <laughs> Adios. Uh, that you guys are tied six and six right now for picking yep. the playoffs. Yeah, just remind you there. Okay, cool. Yep. Okay. I think we knew who we were picking last week, and oh, we, we did. We absolutely. This did. was a tiebreaker yep. situation. I think that was yeah. understood. I, I, Right. And, and I, you know, I really went into the research and looking at the numbers and some of the stats and the way these teams play, trying to find a reason for Kansas City to win the football game. And the more I broke it down, the more I was convinced that I actually was right based on what I saw at the beginning of the year. Uh, they run the ball well. They stop the run. How do you win in, in the NFL anymore? You run the ball, you stop the run. They do those two things extraordinarily well, and their strengths definitely stand up to that. So we'll see. We'll see. Someone's going to be the winner. Uh-huh. <laughs> Unless the stadium implodes, and I don't think it that will. Might be the oh, that's what I showed Steph. Was a, a smartest thing you've ever said, Matt. Someone's that's, going to win. That's definitely well, I showed not Steph the, the, uh, the Dark Knight Rises thing with the uh, – the, when the field gets blown up when they're playing the game. And I was like, oh, this is what the rest of the NFL wants to happen. When Bane comes out. <laughs> it's the Steelers. Yeah. No, it's, it's uh, who was it? Heinz Ward or? Yeah, it was, it was Heinz Ward yeah, and, and it's Roethlisberger. It was Pittsburgh. Yeah, they, they weren't wearing Steelers jerseys. They were, it was like whatever it close was the to the Steelers. Gotham City, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, All right, let's get one wants. <laughs> let's get into favorite props. Uh, since I teased it, I'm going to start with yeah. one of my favorite ones. I think this game's going into overtime. I absolutely can see these these teams have combined for seven total one score games, uh, and more than that in the postseason. Or that that that's not what I meant to say. They have played close games in the postseason. <laughs> going into overtime, the prop is plus eleven twenty. <laughs> How can I not? <laughs> that comes straight. That's actually not bad high, right. considering some of them. Yeah, that's right. Not bad. So that's why I think it's going to be closer than a one-point game, but end up being three. I think it's going to be tied at regulation, and then someone's going to the 49ers are going to kick a field goal. I saw one for double overtime. I was like, "That's interesting. That's wild." What was that number? Ten thousand. Jesus. <laughs> Mine is better. <laughs> All right, I've got three more, but go ahead. Mine is plus 100,000 aliens land in the stadium and the game ends in a tie. <laughs> you know what? One. If that happens, that'd be amazing. Someone yeah, was like, I would I would do a two-leg parlay with that and like Travis Kelsey for 25 yards and the aliens would come and Travis Kelsey would run for 24 and a half. All right. Uh, I also have uh, Tails as the coin toss. Uh, Tails has hit 53% of the time in seven of the last 10. How's that for inside stats? Uh, I'm also taking Kelsey to be seen before Taylor Swift in during the 
uh, National Anthem at plus 200. And the winning color of Gatorade that they splash on the head coach is going to be red at plus 500. Those are my favorite props. Tank, what do you got? Okay, so I think my favorite prop actually is a huge one. I, and I saw it. I was just kind of doom scrolling through some bets that were popping up. And I was like, oh, that's fantastic. So at a plus 50,000, Patrick Mahomes scores the first touchdown, but he rushes it in. And the second touchdown is scout, is scored by your boy, Kyle Juszczyk. Those are the first two touchdowns of the game. <laughs> so I was like, that's fucking fantastic. What a wild bet that is. <laughs> but it has to be a rushing touchdown by Patrick Mahomes. That's funny. What, what was the number on that? Plus 50,000. Plus, plus 50,000? I love yeah. it. Throw a dollar on that. I was like, that's fantastic. That made me so happy to see that as a, a possible bet being put out there. Oh, Super Bowl props are so fun. You got any more? Uh, yes. Um, there's the, the plus 2,400 uh, either quarterback to catch a pass during the game. Philly special. Yeah, a little Philly yeah. special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not actually a bad one. Um, they were messing around with formations a couple times in both games where, um, like, Travis Kelsey had the football. Um, they've also had MVS Debo. with the football, Debo with the football. Mm-hmm. That's actually not a bad prop. Uh, now, that one's one that's kind of a longer one that you well, throw throw five bucks on it. Might catch a little bit. Um, and then... What was the other one? There was one more that I was thinking about. Oh, God. What was it? Oh, while you're looking, oh, MJ, when yeah. do you have... Oh, you got it? Uh, yes, they called it the, the Four Horsemen. I don't think this one's going to happen, but it is an interesting one if you're kind of looking at the 49ers to win this game. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle to all score a receiving touchdown. Jesus. At plus thirteen thousand, Jesus Christ! <laughs> the four horsemen, yeah, four horsemen prop. Wow! <laughs> but yeah, that was and, an interesting one. I was like, oh, right, all right. <laughs> MJ, you got any more? No, I just had the aliens at a hundred thousand. That one's fantastic. <laughs> I like that one. Best number I've heard yet. <laughs> Mark, what do you got? No, I've got nothing. I didn't do any research on this one. I just saw it on there. I was like, ooh, this could be fun, and then make fun of your guys' stuff. So I, I've enjo- I'm enjoying these, and if you guys have more, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. You can reach us on all of our social channels, which we'll talk about at the end. All right, that's enough football. We've already been at this for an hour. It's um, <laughs> good scramble, guys. Uh, I do yeah. want to give you the outlandish Joker stat of the week. Uh so against Portland, wait, Joker, hold on. Before you do that, freak. Yeah. you got to You got to remind everybody. Do the reminder. Yeah. Oh, this do is your, your yeah. weekly reminder that the best basketball player in the world currently resides in Denver, Colorado. The You're Outlandish Joker. You. Thank you very much. I do appreciate it. The Outlandish Joker stat of the week against Portland. Joker put up a stat line of 27 points, 22 rebounds. 12 assists, two blocks, and a steal. It is the first time in history that anyone has put up that stat line with at least 27 points, 22 rebounds, 12 assists, two blocks, and one steal. 13 times before, players have done 27, 22, and 12. 12 of those times it was 
Wilt Chamberlain, and one of those times it was Elgin Baylor. And they both did it at times when blocks and steals were not tracked. So we they also did it out. against a bunch of milkmen and postal You're workers. Right. <laughs> and people who were three feet shorter. Yeah. <laughs> Just unfucking believable. And with 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 uh old Embiid being out for four plus weeks with the meniscus tear uh surgery that he had, uh, I think we can go ahead and gift wrap that MVP over to Joker. Yeah, it's between him and Shay now, right? Those are the two top ones. Yeah, I think so. What about that I cat so. from uh, Tatum? Fucking third, I think third, and then there's a late entry that 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 cat from uh, New York. And I'm not saying he's oh, Jalen Brunson. Oh yeah, yeah Brunson. Brunson. Yeah, uh, yeah. he's on the list, and, and I I wouldn't discount either either of those two because they're East Coast guys. So yeah, just that, be on the lookout for those fucking stories. Yeah. I'm telling you. I don't like it as much as as well as you guys, but I that I saw that and was like, "Fuck, they're trying to screw Joker now." <laughs> Could be some Joker fatigue. Anyway, there's your outlandish Joker stat of the week. These are fun to find. I love these so much. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> All right, before we kick everyone loose and have a good night, uh, let's do some dipshits of the week. MJ, you got anything for us? I do. Uh, I sent Matt and Mark this one earlier this week, but I, there's a second part to it. The dipshit of the week for me is um, the FIFA, the soccer people, who were like, oh, we are, we released the, the schedule for the World Cup that's going to take place in North America. And the one that I had sent you guys was on July 4th, there's going to be a game in Philadelphia. So... Good luck with that. But the the real kicker is that the uh, World Cup final is going to be held in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, I don't know why they didn't put it in SoFi in Los Angeles, but they're like, no, yeah, MetLife Stadium. Putting it in the fucking swamplands of New Jersey. Yeah, MetLife. The goddamn MetLife. <laughs> Aren't they playing more than one game at MetLife too? I mean, how many sure. Achilles yeah, and knees are going to get blown out? Because that turf is terrible. Yeah, I, it sucks. I don't know how many. I know they're doing multiple games at some stadiums, but I don't think all of them have multiple games. I didn't actually, I didn't look at the schedule that close. I know SoFi has, I think, two or three. But there's, I think, 18 or 19 stadiums that they're putting the games throughout between Canada, the U.S. and Mexico. Did Denver but the final one? being in Jersey is fucking hysterical. Denver didn't get one, even though that stadium specifically was built to host soccer games. Yeah. Denver didn't thought, get one because the soccer community here is dog shit. Which is weird because that, that stadium is actually built to be more level than a regular football field. And it's built with the heated everything and all that stuff specifically so that one day Denver could host either an Olympic or World Cup soccer game. That's why that yeah. stadium. Well, the way it is. If Kroenke would have known that and made the Rapids not suck entire asshole, then terrible recent. Well, that was like five years ago, I guess. Shut <laughs> up! They suck so bad. They were worst in the league. I watched. Like half of the games, and it was painful every one of them. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking like five years ago they were good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mark, who you got? Uh, 
Well, first things first, you know who's never going to be the dipshit of the week on this show, and that's Gene Mingo. He'll never be the dipshit of the week that's on this correct. show. He is anti-dipshit of the week. Um, Excellent shoehorn, five stars. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got to get him somewhere every time. Uh, <laughs> Surprising to come up in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> 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 I was letting Milty have his little moment. Yeah, all right. Wasn't going to stomp all over that. Uh, dipshit of the week for me. Um, honorable mention to Larry David, who was playing Larry David and decided to choke out Elmo on national TV um, and then had to apologize for it after. It was actually brilliant television. Uh, Elmo had a rough week, though. You might not wanted to hit him on the same week where he was getting trauma dumped on by five million twitter people because he asked how how everyone was doing out there uh elmo had a tough week last week um anyways my dipshit of the week goes to one janarius robinson uh he is uh, probably not anymore a player for the las vegas raiders um you knew this was going to happen because the super bowl was in vegas right but you didn't expect to see it from somebody who was playing there already. Like those guys shouldn't know about this. So this fucking guy is getting a DUI. He has been arrested for a DUI. Uh, he was under the influence in the uh, valet area at the Aria. Um, so he got pulled over getting into his car. Uh, that is fantastic. Um, he is a player for the Las Vegas Raiders. He plays in Vegas. You knew that some fucking NFL player and some celebrity, you knew that it was going to happen to somebody, but you are on the bottom of that roster, bro. You are fighting tooth and nail to stay on here. He's he's like a six-string. He played. He had like three tackles in one sack this year. He's a defensive tackle or uh, end. Uh, but you get arrested the week of the Super Bowl for a DUI on the strip? You want to talk about an easy way to get fired, but that's that's the easiest one right there. But Raiders being Raiders right there. So Janarius Robinson is your dipshit of the week. I hadn't heard that one. Nice job. Tank? Um, I actually have – mine is a, a twofer. It's all the same event, but both sides are equally stupid. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars – Oh, God. This is funny. <laughs> have asked FanDuel yeah. to reimburse <laughs> them for the $20 million – that one of their finance managers decided to bet on the website. <laughs> <laughs> he has since pleaded guilty to stealing, I believe it was $22 million through their uh, credit card system, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he lost about $20 million of it betting through FanDuel. So both sides are fucking dumb, and it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. All right. Um... I want to throw a general dipshit ish out there to people at Media Day. Uh, Super Bowl Media Day is always so stupid. And it, my frustration with it goes all the way back to when they got mad because Beast Mode wouldn't talk to them. And I, I can always point to one Sandy Clough who was like, oh, you shouldn't just talk to the media. And do me an old man, Sandy Clough. In specific, there was. Two people. I don't know their names. I don't know what outlets they're with, but the fucking questions are so stupid. The first one is 
the guy who asked Patrick Mahomes to do a Kermit the Frog impersonation. Yeah, that was fucking stupid. That was so fucking stupid. He just looks at him like, I'm talking. What else you got? Um, and then there's this German reporter who asked Andy Reid if, and I instantly thought of Tank because it led into the script thing. Uh, is the Super Bowl and who's going to win the Super Bowl all just a ruse to get Joe Biden reelected? Oh my god! I didn't hear that one. Oh well, you know, you that's know that's fantastic. an actual theory, right? Like that's actually mm -hmm. something that, and so that that reporter is being asinine because our country is asinine. But go on, yeah. carry on. Yeah, it's just a stupid ass question. Uh, there were some bright moments in Media Day. You know, shout out to uh, the. Uh, youth reporter Jeremiah, who uh, really knocked it out of the park. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch this guy on NFL Network. He was outstanding. He picked a fantasy football team with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he was talking to Kelsey about other tight ends. It, 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 he's seven years old, and his football knowledge was just off the charts. He did a, awesome. just a super, super job. So you get a chance to check out my man Jeremiah. Shout out to that kid. He was awesome. But everybody else in media day, fuck off. You're stupid. This is just ridiculous. What I, 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 I like, like to the say Travis I, Kelsey getting the what's your favorite Taylor Swift song. That made me laugh. I, I enjoyed the conversation that Kyle Shanahan had. Um, he talked a lot about his days with the Broncos and growing up and um, playing with Rod Smith and Ed McCaffrey on the football field on the side and wanting to be a wide receiver. And then, you know, talking about his dad and his dad saying, you have to go somewhere else to get a job. I'm not going to give you your first job. You know, it was just a really cool uh, retrospective ex experience from, you know, coming from a Denver perspective too, because that guy grew up in our backyard. So mm -hmm. it was just very cool to listen and kind of just go through the past and relive some of the stuff that we've lived through, but from his side of the story, not from, you know, the players or the coaches or us. It's kind of fun. Right. right. Okay. Final thoughts, kick it around the horn. MJ, we'll start with you. Uh, I think, I think the Super Bowl is going to be fun. And it's we're we're all gonna have a good time, and I can't wait to see if they make Patrick Stewart throw more children at mountains in the commercials. <laughs> that can't be the only one, right? They released that one to tell us about how they're gonna get over the mountain, right? Yeah. So I am curious to see if they um fucking put Dora in the Mark IV torpedo tube and launch it at the fucking sun like it's. Spock's coffin at the Genesis planet. <laughs> There's a Megatron one out too. That's pretty good. That's fantastic. <laughs> Those are only two. I, and I try not to watch Super Bowl commercials before the Super Bowl, but you know that always kicked loose early. And that was one that they do now. They didn't like five years ago. I know. It's like well, let me just watch it during the game. Come on. All right, Tank. What do you got? Uh, all of the players that currently exist on the 49ers that should be in Denver makes me sad. And. Also coaches and also executive staff and essentially half the team that they have over there should be in Denver. And I wish that would have been true because maybe we'd be in a Super Bowl. Um, besides that, <laughs> I think we're going to be back next week. I don't know if we're going to be doing Wednesday or not because that's Valentine's uh -huh. Day. Uh, probably not. That's Valentine's so, Day. You, you probably yeah. want to spend some time with your wife that day because that's yeah. Uh, it's also her Valentine's. birthday. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So we're probably so, not going to. We'll, we'll do a show on an alternate day. Yeah, we're going to yeah. be on probably Tuesday or Thursday. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, yeah. You pick. Probably will just be the two of you. 
Because yeah. I then, yeah, it's, yeah. You, it's gonna you be pick awesome. one, we'll do it. Let's just yeah. shoot for Thursday, I guess. Let's just say Thursday. We'll be on Thursday. That no? sounds good. All right, it'll okay. be on if Thursday. We need to change week. it. We need. We can change it. Yeah. <laughs> As of right now, we will be with you guys Thursday of next week to yeah. go with the the post show for the Super Bowl and whatever else you know tickles our fannies while we're watching sports this week. Um, that's not how that phrase goes. <laughs> you just pulled a me. <laughs> You just, um, you just named the fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> Tickles your fanny. Uh, we will be back with NTK in two weeks. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. MJ, you got something else? No. <laughs> I'm not standing it. outside in Parker, so I can't make my comments out loud. <laughs> right. uh tank you want to go ahead and mention the social channels while you're at it uh yes you can catch us on uh all of the socials uh youtube facebook twitch twitter all of those things um what what's the look carry on <laughs> this is so awkward what is happening right now? i don't know okay um you can catch us at NTK at all those things. You can catch me on all those things at Knox Nostalgia Collectibles or Tank Knox. You can catch us on uh, My Brother's Idiot on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Is that correct? Yep. And then Idiot Goons on... Twitter and Twitch is at get it, Idiot Goons. Oh, t- t- Twitter and Twitch is at Idiot Goons. See, so yeah. there's where I had the mistake. Uh, you can also find us on Spotify. I believe it is My Brother's an Idiot on there. Those are the ones I remember. Good job. That was good. That was really good. I, uh, we'll rehearse that for next week. Mark, <laughs> you got <laughs> No, nah, man, uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. Eat lots of good food. Um, if you go out and party, please be safe. Don't be a douchebag out there on the roads. Uh, find a ride, stay where you're at. You know, there's going to be Ubers and stuff. Just stay home. Don't, don't party like crazy. Watch what you're doing on the roads. Be safe and let's all rejoin next week so we can talk about it and have some fun, huh? Let's have some fun. And, uh, don't gamble the mortgage either. And especially not on our picks. Um, definitely don't do that. Uh, none of us are good at this, which is why we all have full-time jobs elsewhere. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We'd be professional gamblers. We go broke quick. Uh, And pitchers and catchers are reporting soon. Very soon. Uh, you mentioned uh, get home safe and your other dipshit reminded me, Mark, uh, I had an honorary dipshit of the week. That would be one Patrick Mahomes senior for getting picked up for his third DUI. He's going to jail. (laughs) It's like, come on, bud. Let's let's not distract your son the, the week before the biggest game of his life. Yeah. Let's 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 just not do that. Um, uh, other final thought: I've said it before, and I said it again. I'll say it again. This is the year to get Kansas City. If you can outscore them, if you can get twenty-four points on the board, I think that's enough. And I think uh, San Francisco can run the ball to do it. Make sure you catch us on all of our social channels. Tank just mentioned them. But Mark's Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok are at Poffle Time. My Twitch and Twitter. Uh, or at Pafalubagus. You can find me on TikTok at, at King Goon Smoke. Uh, for the formerly with us, but now probably sleeping, Milti. We love you, Milti. Milti. And MJ, are you still there? Or can I, we, do we have to do a we love you, MJ? 
No, I am still here. Okay, Yay, awesome. but we still so, love you, MJ. So for the voice of God, the tank, the Kaiser, I am the King Goon. This has been My Brother's an Idiot. Have a great Super Bowl, everyone, and we will catch you the next time we see you. Make sure you take care of yourselves, take care of your families, take care of each other. See ya, bruh. Dodgers pitchers and catchers report on Friday. Everybody else reports next week. We are less than two full weeks away from baseball, bitches. I, I hope any, so, I hope other people saw Drake did. <laughs> I did, unfortunately. Bruh. I forgot. I forgot about that. That was my comment that I was gonna make. <laughs>